This is episode 23 of the No Limits podcast. Thanks again for joining us. The podcast is brought to you by Tangle Free Waterfowl. You work hard all year anticipating the small window of time you get to spend in the blind. How disappointing is it to get to that moment only to have your gear fail? It sucks. You should never tolerate gear failure. Tangle Free delivers gear that functions exactly as it's designed to every time, year after year after year. You've heard me say... Don't waste your hard-earned time and money on gear that only lasts a year or two. Head over to TangleFree.com for panel blinds, layout blinds, decoys, and accessories. And because you are a valuable No Limits podcast subscriber, you'll get free shipping on your entire order. Just enter promo code PASSION at checkout. Think about how much you can save on bulky, expensive-to-ship items like blinds and decoys. Now that shipping is free, you can buy more stuff. Go to TangleFree.com and enter promo code at PASSION and get free shipping at checkout. Is your coffee hunter-friendly? Do you really know where your coffee comes from? Who are you really paying to get it here? And what are the political ideologies and agendas of the buyers and middlemen? What if I told you there's a coffee producer that buys directly from the farmer, cuts out the anti-Second Amendment, anti-hunting middlemen, and supports the U.S. Sportsman's Alliance, and has great-tasting, full-bodied, delicious coffee? I have a cup of it in front of me right now. Hunter's Blend Coffee is that company. We had Paul and Mike on the podcast explaining their revolutionary approach to their direct trade model and the impact it's had on the poor farming communities. I would invite you to go back and listen to episode 16 of the podcast. If you haven't, it was an amazing discussion. I never knew I never knew what goes into getting coffee from coffee from point A to point B and all the different hands that that goes through and what those hands are at work doing that is not in our best interest. Um, This new purchasing model has put money back into farming communities. It's helping to open churches, made healthcare available, and has absolutely changed lives, not to mention help fight terrible anti-hunting and anti-Second Amendment legislation where we need it most in the courtroom. Head over to huntersblendcoffee.com. Use promo code no limits, all one word, at checkout and get 10% off of your order. Look, you're going to buy coffee. Why not have it delivered to your door from a company that has your hunting and Second Amendment rights in mind and supports your right to hunt and save 10% in the process and help the farming communities in South America and Vietnam, uh, the, the people that are really just taken advantage of in this whole process? and save 10% doing it. No limits at checkout, all one word. Hunter's Blend, great coffee, great mission, Hunter's Blend Coffee. Okay, my guest today is James Lancaster, my bro. The last time James was on the podcast, he was planning to open a new CrossFit gym in Memphis. Now that he has done that, I've invited him back to talk about Deep River Fitness James always has such a positive mental attitude about everything he does, and it's really, it's really infectious. That's why I love having him on. Uh, today we chat about Oakley, his chocolate lab, and how she's progressing in her duck dog training and education. I check in on his nonprofit Kings of Grit, which is designed to engage inmates and teach them teamwork through CrossFit and physical fitness. 
We then talk about the amazing progress he's had in such a very short amount of time, turning an old warehouse into a complete CrossFit training facility, and the plans he has for the next several months. Uh, several months. James, James is also an obsessed duck hunter. So of course we talk duck hunting and what impact all of this flooding may have on the 2019-2020 duck season. Like I said, I love having James on. He's a super positive guy, and that's the kind of people. I really like to surround myself with. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. So without any further delays, here is my brother, James Lancaster of Deep River Fitness in Memphis, Tennessee. All right, all right. All right, man. Chasing the dog around. You finished chasing Oakley around? Man. Uh, Oakley's done being chased around, dude. She got her food this morning. <laughs> Everything's good to go. Coffee's in hand. Check. Check. I got mine in hand, too. How's she doing with her training, bro? She's coming along or what? She's doing well, man. Um, I'm extremely blown away because, you know, I, I'll tell you a story. I mean, I, I looked up Chocolate Labs of Arkansas on Facebook. Right. And I was like, all right, let me see. Boom. This lady had three left, $250. The dang dog comes home retrieving, man. Like, I'll never forget throwing a ball out there. She brings it right back. I'm like, how in the world did I get a dog like this? It wasn't maybe a month later, if that. I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this huge-ass duck bumper that's really the size of her. I'm just going to see. I'm not going to introduce it to her. I just want to see how, dude, she goes and gets the damn thing. So it's been, uh, it's been, I saw awesome your videos doing that on Instagram. I, I was checking that out, like as you got her, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. As, ago. yeah. It's like she came out the box freaking, <laughs> freaking mm. retrieving, man. So it, it's been awesome, dude. She's, uh, it's just manipulating that drive. They're, they naturally have it. Yeah, it's kind of you know curtailing it to to do what you want it to do. Yeah, and like you was she five months now? You said mm-hmm. as long as you keep it fun, oh, still yeah. at this point, uh, your biggest challenge is going to be channeling all that energy, that just live wireness oh, yeah. into <laughs> usable energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's but that's good. That's yeah, good, man. man. You're you're gonna have a uh, you're gonna have an awesome companion there. Yeah, man. And it's funny, you know. Speaking about keeping it fun, she showed so much promise early. I almost kind of pushed the envelope a little too fast. And yeah. I remember a couple times she looked looking up at me, going, "Hey, man, like I ain't digging this." I'm like, "All yeah. right, relax. We ain't. well, you know." That's exactly when I kind of stopped, and then I went back to maybe throwing it ten feet. At the right. most, playing. You know what I learned is you can tell a lot by watching that tail. As long as the tail's still going. Oh, um, man, yes. As long as the tail is moving, they're digging it. But when the tail stops, no moss. Absolutely, man. That's when we completely end it. And it, it's good that you know to look for like those signs of, hey, yeah. okay, boss, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't always – I've trained – you saw my big round yellow lab. Oh yeah. Um, but I've trained five or six of them already. Yeah. And that was a mistake I made really early because they, it seemed like they wanted more. Oh yeah. 
but you could just really kill their spirit like mm-hmm. super super easy if you don't recognize that okay it's it's time to stop and and it's always good to stop on a high note like when they're still wanting more uh-huh that's that's what i that's what i learned yeah so. when she found out you know what water was that's dead. <laughs> it, it, it's it's gone to a whole nother level. A whole now, nother man. level, man. <laughs> well, last time we talked, uh, you were really super involved in your Kings of Grit nonprofit. How's that going? You still it's, you still rolling? Yeah, man, we're still rolling. I actually have uh, a meeting this Tuesday with the mayor's office. Uh, you know, just to kind of talk a little bit more about maybe some funding and you know, stuff like that. And, and when I say funding, man, it's, it's literally just to keep this thing sustainable and rolling. Cause you know, I buy these guys prizes when they win and stuff like that. And, and honestly, you know, just to kind of let the, the taxpayers know, man, what's going on in the jail, um, right? you know, commercial appeal, the, the paper, um, that's doing a story on my gym. He wants to do a story on that. And, you know, I think it's a good story for Memphis to know, man. So, yeah, we've been doing it, and I'm, I'm excited about that meeting. That's good. Results are still still good. Dudes oh, are still loving it. Oh, man, dude. I had to uh, I had to miss last week because of some work stuff with the gym that I couldn't get away from. And Oh, freaking, I bet you they were digging they, on you. Oh, yeah. They're going to give me hell when I come back this week. Mm. Yeah, man, because once you – like I, I am still in the gym. I'm still hitting it hard. Yeah. Uh, but once you get into that rhythm, and you feel, <laughs> you just feel what can be yeah, that you man. don't want to miss. I know. And then with somebody like if you're waiting for somebody or you're you got a partner and they don't show yeah. up, you're like, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like they don't have any place else to go. No, not at all, man. <laughs> I'm the guy, so <laughs> but it's all good, man. They they're uh they they really show some grace during this time period, so they're all it's all good. Which as as we discussed before was something that a lot of those guys, most of them probably, that's why they're there, yeah. have never really been exposed to in the first place. Exactly. So you mentioned your gym, man. We talked about that too last time, and that was that was a concept in progress that was you know, still drawing out plans yeah. and and talking to people, but where are you now, man? Because hey. I've been I've been following it, and the space looks super cool, and yeah, so it man. looks like you pulled it off. Yeah, isn't that awesome? We were just yeah. you know talking about it. Now I have you know freaking brick and mortar, we're ready to rock and roll. So yeah, dude, I got a warehouse at uh, one sixteen Cumberland. Uh, it's literally down a few doors from the Avery Superstore. So. Mm. Avery and Banded, they're right down the street from me, brother. So it's uh, pretty awesome. I got over 9,000 square feet. I got 40 yards of turf. Um, hopefully I'll have, uh, you know, I got drinks and cold brew for sale. I'm hopefully going to have some uh, some coffee on drip for uh, the bar that we've built. And, um, yeah, man, it's full-on CrossFit, speed and agility, and nutrition coaching. The, the the pictures that I've seen so far, they, it just looks awesome. It just looks like a beautiful space, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And I will give a huge, huge shout-out to Danny Brewer and Jacqueline Fugat because they those are my in-house photographers, man, and they work their butts off. They're great girls. Um, they're both, they both do a lot of wedding and engagement photos. Right. And, um, 
dude, they, they really helped me make that place look freaking sick. And, um, you know, there's a lot of cool spots to, uh, do, you know, photos. And then also I'm going to have a good friend of mine come in there and paint a mural. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's, what's your membership looking like so far? Yeah, dude, I've been open maybe a week and I'm already at like 30 people. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, I, I'm pretty grateful for that because a lot yeah. of that, that takes a lot longer than what people think. And, um, if I can just kind of stay at that, uh, you know, 10 member a month growth, um, you know, we'll, we'll be sitting all right in the grand scheme of things. Man, that's great. So phase one is really get the doors open and, and get folks in there, right? Which it sounds like yeah, with, phase, with a, with yeah, a minimal it, amount of effort and advertising you've been able to do, it sounds like Memphis was really, was really looking for a place like that. It's Deep River Fitness, by the way. We didn't yeah. even say the name yet. Yeah, so Deep River Fit. What kind of um, podcast host am I? Oh, yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> and, and I want to teach some people about kind of that process. So I'm in, you know, I'm obviously in a warehouse. Um, and I'm, you know, I took over the building, the lease in, say, June. Now, we signed a contract, you know, uh, maybe three months before. Right. Now, the big problem here is, Technically, if we were to do everything by the book, I couldn't move in till June. Now, you know, speaking with the property owners and stuff, it's like, hey, man, I'm basically a retail space. Like I'm selling a product and I need to show the city that this thing is real. Um, So, you know, getting in there and, you know, coordinating with subs as they do their build out and. You know, I put my mats in early and those got super dirty, had to clean those, you know, before the rig went in. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts that you kind of, you know, have to, you know, move around because to do like a month of hard like marketing, damn dude, there's some people that got like five months to do marketing for their gym, you know, Mm -hmm. so but luckily, you know, I had some reach um, with, you know, friends that run small businesses in the city. Uh, people fairly are fairly familiar with my name in the fitness world here in Memphis, um, and they know how well I treat them. So yeah. uh, that helped big time. And now, man, you just, when folks walk in the door, man, you just love on them and teach them how to move right. Yeah, well, well you definitely know how to do both of those things well. I appreciate you, brother. What... Uh, what type of clientele are you attracting? Are you seeing folks that are generally in shape already and they want to kind of take that to the next level with somebody who has established themselves in the CrossFit world? Or are you seeing folks that are, you know, hey, I've got some weight I want to lose, uh, you know, kind of like where I was when I started? Man, that's, um, what are you seeing? That's such a great question. Um, I'm seeing both. I'm seeing a lot of ladies too. Uh, because uh, as CrossFit has grown, it's almost it's kind of gotten a stigma mm. uh, just because of the sport that's grown so fast. So people, what do you think, mean by that? Like well, a stigma? Well, when I say stigma, it's like oh, it's so intense, or you know, oh, I, right. I, I won't look like that. Or I, people have grown to feel like they need to get ready for CrossFit. 
well, damn, that's completely against what the whole mantra right. is. <laughs> right. You know, it was built for that everyday person. So with that being said, yeah, you'll have some crazy athletes in there that, you know, compete and, you know, work real hard and lift a lot of weight and do all the crazy movements. But, dude, I've got some people, man, you know, air squats and just basic jumping rope mm-hmm. will freaking send them to the bathroom. So I've got everything. I'm serious. I've got everything. And those people can coexist in the same class. And that's what's cool about this. CrossFit is infinitely scalable. So what I mean by that is like I could have some crazy workout on there. But if you can walk from the parking lot inside the doors, you can do the same workout. We just change things up a little bit so it meets where you are in your uh, intensity level. That's such a good point, man, because I think people will listen or people will see whatever you're doing to advertise, right? Mm-hmm. And they like they have a bowl of Cheetos on their stomach watching yeah. <laughs> watching TV or something like, yeah, I'm just not ready for that. I need to uh, mm-hmm. lose some weight first. No, yeah. no, no, no. Wherever you are, yeah. that's – and you know what, man? The one thing that I've learned by listening to different – podcasts like i'm really big on joe rogan podcast i listen to jocko podcast and i just consume everything that someone like david goggins puts out yeah is the the one thing that i've learned is your brain whatever your brain is telling you that you don't want to do that's probably the exact thing that you need to get up and go do there you go like you're it it's funny but your brain is the most counterintuitive or just counterproductive thing that's in your body when you're at that stage. And even, even now that I've been working out a bunch and I'm starting to see results and I I see I'm getting strong, like every workout, I see that I'm 51 years old and I'm pushing it to the max. Like some of these 20 and 30 year old guys in there. And they're like, damn pops. I'm like, yeah, easy on that pop shit, Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I jumped in with some guys the other day. They were, benching and um i had done i had done my flat bench and my incline with dumbbells already and they had just gotten in and they were on the smith machine and they had some aggressive weight and they got two more reps than me and you know they were kind of in in fun giving me the giving me the mouth and i said well what you don't see is that i've already done fifth you know i've already done uh seven reps of everything else so meet you next week and let's see what happens. And they're like, Oh, Oh damn. Okay. (laughs) Check. (laughs) But I have found that whatever your brain is telling you that you don't want to do, like getting up and going run in the morning. I hate when I left the military, I said, (laughs) I am done running for fun. I'm done with it. I hate it. (laughs) But that's my, see, that's my brain telling me that I hate it. Now I like it. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm building, I'm getting there, but I don't feel like I hate it as much. Um, maybe I do feel like I hate it, but again, (laughs) that's, that's my brain telling me that, that I hate it, you know? Yeah, dude, there's always going to be things like that. There's always going to be those things that, that take you, uh, a little bit longer to kind of like move into because your life was probably a lot different before you started doing that stuff. Same thing with somebody that comes into the gym. They're comfortable in their ways. And then the minute that you try to buck the system to create change, that can be a difficult thing for some people, man. 
Yeah, no doubt. The one thing David Goggins said that I just, I grabbed hold to and I just wear it, dude, like a shirt every day is you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh yeah, dude. That's definitely life right there. We only, like we were talking, you know, we're both Christians. So I'll say, you know, we're, we're not supposed to be comfortable here in this world. If we were, what do we need a comforter for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I have found the more uncomfortable that I can make myself in the gym and the more I do the things that my brain tells me that I really don't want to do, which I know is bull, mm-hmm. um, the better I feel afterwards. Not not just feel physically, but feel like just mentally, like I accomplished something that I didn't want to do. And then, and then you start taking that into, like then I start taking that to work with me and my approach to how I run my business, um, and how I work and how I do things. Yeah. I don't feel like making another cold call or making another, getting on another airplane, but you know what, man, at the end of the week, I can look back and progress was made because I was comfortable being uncomfortable and doing things that my brain tells me that you don't want to do. Yeah. And you know, I'd like to add to that, you know, from a, like a business owner standpoint, dude, the very first day that we were getting started on this. So the warehouse, obviously it's, I mean, it's like, it's just basically a wall tent. If anybody's ever hunted out West and they see, you know, those big white tents, they just call them a wall tent. Well, I ordered a wall mounted rig and lo and behold, man, you'd have thought that I would have pressed on those walls at some point before I ordered that thing. (laughs) Well, dude, I go in there and I'm like, yeah, this is my space. I go over to the wall. I'm like, all right, where am I going to mount this? I press on the wall, dude, and it's like a damn spaghetti noodle hanging from the ceiling. Uh, it, the thing is just drywall and two before. Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh. Dude, I got so stressed out, and I was like, that was a really great learning experience to know that basically picture your business like a pinball machine. You're just going to have to <laughs> – constantly just bounce off the walls and recover and roger that you know and i just you know, changed the rig to a freestanding rig in the middle of the room and that right there was a huge learning experience because there's just going to be so much shit that just doesn't go yeah like exactly to plan and it just doesn't bro it's it's just not worth just losing that's, your damn mind over that is life things Absolutely. not going according to plan right and that's one of the. That's another reason why like, I, I listen to Jocko podcast a bunch. Yeah, ex Navy SEAL just takes his battlefield experiences of leadership mm-hmm. and applies them to life. And one of the things that he talks about is yeah. when things go sideways, you assess and you move because our natural state is to sit there and compulse about all the shit that just went wrong. Yeah, and when you're especially when you're taking live fire uh that's not a good thing but when you're trying to get something off the ground like what you're doing you can sit there and compulse that okay this is not what i thought it was going to be and now i've got all these problems and the what ifs and now i got or you can assess and say okay that didn't work check let's move off the x and find a new place to operate mm-hmm and something as simple as, all right, a wall mount didn't work out where you wanted. Okay, well, that's, you know, Goche, you're stretching. That's, no, man, that, that, is, that is life. Like yeah. you, you hit things and life goes, uh-uh. 
And you can either sit there and bitch about it and compulse about it or go, that didn't work. Roger that new plan. Well, and also too, man, it also helps that when your back's against the wall, I mean, that was kind of a little a bit of an element to get the gym started. Um, you know, when your back's against the wall, money's on the line. There's a lot of stuff, man. You don't worry about. <laughs> you just <laughs> and you just and you make and you make things happen, man. When, when yeah. bills have to be paid, like there ain't no time to be sitting and sulking and worrying about stuff. Like it's like, all right, you know, it's like you're looking at a soundboard in your you know studio or whatever, and you're just right. tweaking things left and right to make sure everything, uh, you know, goes according to plan. And that's just kind of how you have to do it. And there's a, but you know what? It's funny you say because there's also the danger of tweaking, inter- eternally tweaking things, trying to get things perfect before you launch or before you move oh or before gosh. you. And that that analysis paralysis is just as bad as what we just talked about. Uh, I can't. This didn't go right, so I don't know. I'm gonna. The the other side to that is I'm not gonna do anything until everything feels perfect well that was it never will yeah and that's the honestly man that was kind of the same instance you know getting my pup like man there ain't no perfect time sometimes you just got pulled trigger dude right you just make it work there is no such thing as just all out perfect timing now you know yeah there's divine timing and there's being smart about the decision you make and yeah uh you know yeah there's a happy medium there but if you're looking for something that's just going to be like, all right, nothing will go wrong. This is the perfect time. You'll never Absolutely. do anything. Oh, my God, no. You'll never do anything. <laughs> uh, all right, so phase one sounds like it is rolling. Uh, what's what's phase two, not only from, like, events, and uh, but just where you're taking – the space and the business and what you're going to be offering people. What's that look like? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So now it's like you run, you know, you have some events, uh, you know, I'll have an influencer night. Um, and you know, I know that sounds super cheesy, but no, what is that? It's it's 2019 and you know, Instagram and Facebook are King, man. So that, that's going to be a night where, a bunch of the girls in the city that are, you know, bloggers or, um, you know, just these girls that get on Instagram and review things. And we're going to have a night for them to come hang out. It's going to be called Wad and Wine. Wad meaning uh, a workout of the day. That's uh, that's kind of like the original name for a workout, you know, via uh, CrossFit.com. So it's always kind of st- stuck. They just would always call it the workout of the day. So we're going to call it water and wine. They're going to come in. We're going to do a workout, have a good time, man, take some pictures. They're going to, you know, post about it on social media, tell them, tell everybody kind of like, uh, what their experience was like. We're going to have some food and drink afterward, man. We're just going to have a good time. And then June 22nd is the grand opening party. So from eight to nine, I'll have Dr. Beans coffee, uh, for everybody. Uh, nine to ten, we'll work out, and then from like you know ten to eleven, we'll have Elwood Shack uh, cater some food and some, uh, mm. and we'll have high cotton beer. Nice. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you did a video, 
And if you haven't, if, if you listen to the podcast, you haven't seen it, I would go to Instagram to deep river fitness, but you did a video about just being obsessed with, Oh, I have to eat the right thing always. And I'm glad that you posted that because your message was basically, no, you don't that that's, that's not living. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you can get into, and I started doing it where, nope, Mm -hmm. can't, can't eat a slice of bread. Nope. Can't eat a single, that is, that is called torture. There's one thing, there's a difference between discipline and torture. Yeah. And you know, the video I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad so, that you did that. Yeah. So basically the whole thing was like, you know, as long as you're showing up doing the work, uh, it just depends on your goals, Joey. Like if you're looking for an aesthetic goal, you know, we need to see what's going on underneath the hood. You know, if you want your abs to show and you want to look real good on the stage or you know, whatever that may be, it's going to require some math. Yeah. You're going to have to track a little bit. We're going to have to do some numbers and things like that. Uh, if you're looking for performance, you're probably not eating enough. So if you feel like crap in the gym, mm-hmm. um, you're sleeping terrible, uh, you might have some hormonal issues going on, more times than not, people are, are not eating enough. Mm-hmm. Or they may be eating a crap ton of the, you know one macro and then one's like completely suffering. Um, and then you've got you know, eating basically for like longevity. So you don't have any of those other goals, man. You're just trying to live and uh, make sure everything's quality, you know, and things like that. But, you know, the video, depending on your goal, man, like if you look at it as, you know, I've gone into this world and I'm kind of locked into jail and all right, let me get this done and go in this house and all right. And when I'm done with that, I can go live my life. Well, no, you're looking at it completely different now. Yeah, um, it's not a checkbox. Yeah, it's it's just a lifestyle. Like if you're drinking six, uh, you know, six cokes in a week, just drop drop it to three, man. Like we're not trying to completely just take everything away from you. Like if you go to a burger place or you go to a brewery and drink a beer and have a burger with your team, dude, you can't you can't look at that as, um, as death, you know, it just depends, it depends on your goals. It does. You know, if you got some other things going on that you're working through, you got to be disciplined, but the whole, you know, the whole thing in your mind that you, you need to completely just whitewash your fridge and, um, completely get rid of all these other things before you even start to see any kind of results or, uh, you're able to live whatsoever. I think that's just the wrong mindset, man. Like yeah. you have to be able to live and, and CrossFit within that hour, man, it is going to be the best bang for your buck. You know, if you're eating like bull crap all the time, well then your little play time on the weekends, man, is probably, you know, uh, setting you back quite a bit, but man, yeah. if, if we can, if we can do an 80, 20, man, I mean, we should be able to live. I, it's the stress. What do you, what do you mean by that? 80, 20, just 80 good, you know, 20 play, you know, as right, far as, right. and when I say play, like no food is bad. It's the amount, you know, like, all right, for instance, do I want you eating red meat from Walmart every single day? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you do that crab all the time, first of all, we won't even go down, you know, the road as far as the quality goes. 
um, you know, what they're serving, what they're putting in that meat, blah, blah, blah. And then red meat can be inflammatory. So we just, just, you know, back up a little bit. If it ain't coming out the woods, um, yeah, we really need to start looking at where that stuff's coming from. Cause you know, if you open up a duck or a deer or, or a fish, you know, that you caught, that stuff's just going to be drastically different from something that's, you know, saran wrapped. Um, and that's a whole other podcast, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 80, 20, like I, I have to decrease your stress. So if you're compliant with your food, but I have some times where I'm, you know, for one meal, I might eat that burger and fries. Now that doesn't mean Saturday, Sunday, just completely dive into the deep end. Well, you'll never be consistent doing that. Right. But I have to decrease your stress to see change. Joey, people's stress levels, man, are so through the roof that it doesn't matter how awesome I eat. Your stress is killing you, period, the end. I have to minimize stress. If that means that I'm eating super clean, but every now and then I throw a cookie in or every now and then I throw a burger in to decrease your stress so that you don't feel like you're in jail, guess what we're doing, man? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's going to – you're going to see more results by decreasing your stress more so than anything else. Well, and the other thing is it's just not – it's not sustainable to go from – just complete, like you said, whitewashing your refrigerator. I'm yeah, only that, going to eat. It's just you're going to drop it. Yeah. You're gonna it, you're gonna quit because it's just not sustainable. I had the best damn cheeseburger with a fried egg on it in the Newark airport coming home last week, <laughs> and I didn't feel guilty about it one you can't, bit. Man. And that's. <laughs> You know, and Dude, I had yoke running down my yeah, wrist. I'm licking have, my oh. exactly. If you have moderation <laughs> awesome. in that, like, and that decreases your stress from like you know a super long trip. Like, hey man, just just grab it. Like, I obviously wouldn't say do that every single night. That's another no. conversation. But damn, dude, like, you can't. Now you're gonna just create a bad relationship with food if you're constantly doing that. Right. And for me, man, it's super hard because I travel so much. Yes. And it's not only like I've done a pretty good job of changing my diet, like running through an airport, trying to get from one flight to a next. And, oh, look, there's a McDonald's. I'll just stop there real quick. Dude, that's what got me to 300. And I ain't talking yeah. about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly, talking about dude. LBSs. Um, airports. So I've got that pretty well under control now like i pack a bunch of water yes and you know some trail mix or something like that and i'm i'm good to go what i have to work on now is part of my job is working for the law enforcement consulting company that i work for is we take a lot of guys to dinner and you know it's a lot of steak and which is which is which is fine um but there's a lot of desserts and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of other stuff and then there's so that's my next that that's kind of the next thing that i'm going to work on is when i do take clients to dinner is really really watching that maybe not cleaning the plate (laughs) well and let's let's touch on that i think that's great because i got a lot of guys um I got a lot of outdoorsmen, man, that are in the sales industry and they just travel a bunch. They take folks out. Um, guys, it, if you'll just be, you just got to be mindful. So what I mean by that is like, dude, there might be an instance where you're going to the restaurant 
uh, or you're calling ahead and you're asking them, hey, man, how much of this is in this or how much of this is in that? You know, if you're trying to track some food on my fitness pal, dude, I've had tons of clients call the damn restaurant and you ask them how much steak is on that plate. Ask them, hey, is it six ounces? Is it eight ounces? How much butter are you putting on that? Because let me tell you this. If the owner of the freaking business does not know how much is going on each plate, they ain't making money. Mm-hmm. They know how much meat that they bought that week. They know how much is going on that plate. It's all a numbers game. So just ask them. You got to find out what's going on. Then also order a la carte. What I mean by that is make sure everything is separated. You can still chow down. But make sure everything is separated. If you buy these dishes that are just, you know, you know, the Alfredo this and that, you know, everything's in a bowl. Well, that's going to be hard to track. But if you right. can just order some vegetables, steak, and then, you know, that baked potato. Well, now I know what each of those looks like. I can say, all right, well, this is the, this amount. I can maybe cut this potato in half. I can put maybe some uh, different kind of butter or half half the butter that normally goes on it. Um, same thing with vegetables. I mean, now I can kind of like separate my plate and pick and choose on what's good. So order that way. And a lot of times, man, you're going to be okay. And then as far as the drinks go, Hey guys, that's on (laughs) y'all. That's right. If you want to see some results, man, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. If, if three times a week you're, you're slamming six drinks. Hey man, now we're, it's just, it's just science at that point. That's a stressor on your body. It's going to mess with your testosterone. It's going to dehydrate you. I mean, and so on and so forth. So be mindful. Hold, probably, on to, hold on to that beer for an hour. All right. Just act like something's in it. Just, you know, pump yeah. your brakes a little bit. You can still socialize and have a good time, but just kind of be mindful of how much, you know, you're putting in. Right. Check. That's uh you're drinking that much anyway whether you're trying to get in shape or not that's probably a little too much well absolutely man that's just part of the game and i get it man guys i've had tons of clients man that are in sales and that's just their lifestyle um but damn brother uh, you can you can sell the product and not get slammed all those nights yeah i'm i am uh we've we've got a another company that i've worked for years ago felt like if you're not out just getting completely crushed with these guys they don't want to do business with you and that's one of the reasons why i left oh yeah i get it man there's a bunch of companies and i'm not going to say any companies or which uh avenue of sales they know who they are yeah they know who they are man some of the guys hey man that's the culture i'm like "Eh, that can kind of be a little destructive so it is what it is just a little yeah yeah what what's on future wise like where do you see where do you see Deep River Fitness in the next six months? Like, where would you like to be? Life is about goals, right? And I yeah, know you're sure, a big sure. goal-setting guy. Yeah. Um, where Where do you see it in the next six months to a year, like membership-wise and just services offered? Because I, I tell you what, man, you're, you're in a great spot and a great time where you're helping – like high school athletes get yeah, ready for yeah. the next season and yeah. working on their speed and agility. Uh, yeah. What other types of things do you like, man, that there are so many things you could do with that. Like next summer, Hey, summer camp for kids. You want to get in shape. That's yeah. the dude. Get out from in front of the video games and put your phone, yeah. like lock your phone up for an hour. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a great question. You know, in about six months, man, um, if I can have a hundred members, I'd be I'd be super happy. Um, in a year, maybe 150, 200. Um, and I'm just kind of going to let that grow organically. Um, right. And that's already kind of what's been happening. I know this is slightly taboo in the business world, but I'm focusing on people and then product. Um, I'm just taking care of people, man. I'm saying, hey, when they walk in, and I'm telling them thank you when they leave. Literally little things like that. And as far as like the kids go and stuff like that, man, I'm all we already have, I've got a guy that's doing the speed and agility. Um, I'm sticking more to, to really kind of what I know the most of. Uh, this summer, I'm going to start with some dead week training for some high school football guys. Um, it's just basically two weeks of, you know, uh, two weeks that they're not allowed to go to their facility and lift weights and all that stuff. Coaches can't be around. Right. So we're just offering that and offering that culture. And oh, that's awesome, dude. Kind of filling that gap. Yeah, absolutely, man. And some of them go on vacations, which I, I totally applaud. Like, please yeah. go live and do stuff. But if you're at the, you know, you're staying in, your folks ain't, y'all ain't going anywhere, or you already took your vacation, hey, man, don't stop the grind. Don't don't lose everything that you've worked for. Yeah. So come on in, we'll take care of you. And then Stay on the path. Yeah, stay on it. And then the guy that's doing speed and agility – He's already training kids that don't play sports, uh, but he's also training kids that do play sports. So, and that's what I wanted. This place is an all-inclusive deal, man. I've got, like I said, I've got people that have been sedentary, and I've got people that would eat freaking iron for breakfast if they could. And I gotta, <laughs> and I gotta pull them back. Actually, it's the same. I've got the same thing going on for the kids in those speed and agility classes, man. I'll never forget in Little Rock when I trained kids. I would have a girl that just wanted to be in shape. I had a girl that played golf. And then I had, you know, some football guys. And we all did the same thing, man. And we all learned uh, from the same fundamental principles of, you know, working out together. Uh, that's awesome. That's so that's where I see it in a year, man. I want I want this to be a place where everybody can coexist in the same class and get the same same workout. You can have community there, or you can have a badass workout. Some people that come in the gym, Jelly, they, they ain't there to do extra stuff outside the gym and go drink a beer somewhere together and go do the whole community thing. They think that's they've got enough of that at home, like mm-hmm. wife, kids, uh, all that stuff. It's totally cool. Come in, get an awesome workout. And then there's also a place where, hey, man, folks are literally looking to come and be a part of something. And that's yeah. there also. That's what's cool about it. Yeah, you know, you mentioned something. You you know where I work out, where the, the mm-hmm. equipment's purple, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, what's cool it. about that is, you know, they say it, uh, this, you know, judgment-free zone or whatever. That yeah. That's really true, and that's one of the things that I like about it. But yeah. just telling people hello and goodbye and checking it just being kind of involved in people's lives like people feel that man people feel that somebody told me years ago people don't care how much you know they want to know how much you care yeah and when you do that it's called building relationships and it's a sales tactic sure but it's just a really cool vibe yeah you know and and people will come back for that you're exactly right yeah dude so you were till we were talking about future. Let's talk about duck season. 
Oh, oh. You're <laughs> talking about good, now, dude. good protein red meat. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's really going to impact the deer hunters more so than duck hunters. But the, the amount of water that is spread across the Midwest right now, dude. like you're, you're right on the Mississippi River. Yeah. And a bunch I was of my buddies back. over there in Little Rock are having a real hard time, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, yeah we at, at the Edge Duck Boat Facility, they, we were just talking about what's the new boat going to look like. I have no idea. They're shut down. Yeah. So, um, but you said you're going to be on the river this afternoon doing I some am. jug fishing, hanging out? Yeah, dude. So, uh, a good buddy of mine that we, uh, that we hunt with, you know, he's got a nice uh, Chris Craft, actually, parked down there. Um mm on the Mississippi and we're going to take that out along with the duck boat, um, and kind of use the big boat as home base. And we're going to do some jug fishing, um, kind of up on the, um, Lusahatchee. So we're going to go North on the river, go up where the Lusahatchee meets and just, you know, we're just probably going to jug fish for some catfish or some drum or whatever. It's just, it's just to have a good time, man. Um, but dude, yeah, the water, Water's freaking have you, everywhere. Have you talked to the guys? Have you talked to the guys where you hunt? What's what's their situation? Uh, man, honestly, dude, I haven't checked. I haven't checked the river level in quite a long time, dude. I bet it's we we like to have the lane gill kind of in that you know that twenty uh that twenty something mark. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull this thing up on my phone right now, and it's at uh. It's at 21 now, which is actually pretty good, but we've seen it as high as like 27. But it's really those, it's really those guys that are um, off the off the um, the Mississippi Arkansas, and the Arkansas. yeah Mississippi yeah. and the Arkansas man. God bless. It's when that stuff came down at the, in the Midwest and Kansas was hurting too, and oof. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people. There's yeah, a lot of farmers, man. and I don't I don't want to. I talked about this on a podcast I did yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't want to just talk, oh, you know, duck season's going because there's people that have lost everything. Yes. And, dude, I know what that's like. I was down here for Katrina. You know, mm-hmm. I, live in, I live in New Orleans, so. Yeah. Uh, I know what that, I know what that amount of water does. Yeah, dude, freaking sucks. And, and but I, I don't think it's a bad thing wondering, like, what's the impact going to be on duck season? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. There's a lot of guys in Kansas that yeah. if it rains again this next coming week yeah. and that window closes, they're mm-hmm. done. They, they can't get corn in the ground. There's a lot of guys that can't get their beans. You know, there's a lot of guys that can't harvest, but there's a lot of guys that can't get their crops in the ground. Yeah. And I just wonder what that's going to do to different areas where you and I hunt. And Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question because, you know, if we're going to talk about you know, it's not being selfish talking about duck season because, damn, dude, let's talk about all the money that goes into that. Even people that run businesses like these guide services and stuff, mm-hmm. guys, that, that's that crap. And just like for fun, like we're not hanging out. Some of these right. guys, that, like that's how they're putting food on the table and feeding their kids baby food. Like, <laughs> and, freaking but you know hunt, what? I, I think off fall winter. Yeah, I think those guys are already booked up, so they <laughs> yeah. maybe they maybe won't feel that until next season. Like guys yeah. that come and have just a that's kind true. of a bust, um, they'll they'll still 
you know, they, they have their clientele lined up for this year. Like I had the guys mm-hmm. at Falco on yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and they're booked. Like Travis Sipe in Kansas, he's been booked. Yeah. And so he's those guys are coming, but I'm just I'm wondering what it's going to do, like long term. Sure. To their business and and maybe I'm overstating it or looking at it too deeply or whatever but I just man there's so many like ha- I think the last time I looked at it normal crops or I've talked to farmers and like I talked to Dustin Roddy and Cash River and yeah um most of the farmers that would normally have their their corn crops in the ground don't and I just kind of wonder what that's going to do yeah. to the migration and where where it's going to push birds to. And I think if you've got crops this year, or if you've got if you've got stuff in the ground that you would you're going to yeah. have you're going to have a bang up year. Yeah. Um, in the delta across the river from where you are, uh, in the Mississippi Delta where I hunted. Yeah. It's it. There's still water all over the place, yeah. and I don't. I really. I'm really concerned about what their deer season is going to be. Oh, bro. Like, <laughs> like I don't got, think they're going to have one, dude. Yeah, I've got guys that hunt them islands uh, down in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, they're, they're still not in – they still can't get into camp. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the deer are always going to – the deer are always going to find their way back, but it's it's the timeline that we're all, right. all concerned with because it's just Mother Nature, man. Like, I'm going to go where the food's at. So if I establish somewhere else to go get some food, man, I'm just going to go over here. But I mean, mother nature is what it is. Like I've got a buddy of mine that probably farms over 40,000 acres and do they spent, do they were planting all the way into like one and 2 AM Yeah, like get this shit in the ground. Before oh, like 20 hour this, days, dude. No doubt. Oh, they planted probably everything in like a few weeks um because they were getting ready for you know try to beat the rain and all this different stuff but you know even last year when people were complaining about you know the numbers and all this stuff and you know uh you know i learned a lot about you know the nuclear plants that are up there in missouri like when those uh you know those ponds they don't freeze over because it's all it's the the water's moving you know that's why all these other people are planting all this corn and all this other stuff that people are complaining about. But because when these ducks get all into this moving water and you got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of ducks, I mean, that's just mother nature. Like, what do you, like, you can't, you can't fight that. So it it just depends, man. Ebbs and flows, dude. Same thing with the stock market. Same thing with the housing market. Like everything goes up and comes down, goes up and comes down. It just depends on where we land. And unfortunately, um, I don't know, man, you know, if we don't, if things don't start looking up as far as the, as far as, as far as the water and stuff goes, man, people are just, people are just going to be stressing out, man. Yeah. I know buddies that, you know, run golf courses and stuff like that. And they got all their damn golf carts on cinder blocks and they're adding blocks each time the water freaking <laughs> rises, dude. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. And I think there's more rain in the forecast this coming week. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Well, what else we got to talk about, man? Did we cover it? Man, I think we cover quite a bit of stuff, man. And I'm always open to hop back on and, and update some more stuff, dude. Because oh yeah, the the closer and closer we get to freaking hunting season, man, the happier and happier we get. <laughs> yeah. 
we got to make sure we connect this year, dude. Absolutely. My uh, my bride tells me to tell you hello. By the way. Hello, how are you doing? I can't wait to come back. I'm gonna eat the freaking crap out of some oysters too when dude, I come back. Dude, we tore it up last time, man. man. What did we do? We, I charbroiled some oysters. Oh, dude. And cedar plank some salmon. Man, what a day. We had some great whiskey too. Yeah, we had a good, good, good bourbon going. Mm-hmm. Good times. How did you do on that fishing trip later? I, I, I don't, I don't know that I. Oh, we did well. Day. We did well, yeah. man. We caught, we caught. Um, we caught quite a bit of tuna, man, and I freaking gobbled that stuff up as soon as I got home. Mm. Uh, that was a good time, big, big time. That's what I am cooking tonight. I've oh, got that's awesome. some slabs. Of, that's awesome, uh, man. A black fin in yeah, there. Yeah. My daughter's, uh, my daughter's boyfriend said, "Hey, uh, Mr. Joe, you want some some tuna?" <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, yes, I will take that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, um, that's good. Every I'm going to put all your all your stuff in the show notes like i always do but i'm going to challenge people if you're in the memphis area and even if you're not just to show some love check out um, deep river fitness on instagram yeah um you got some really cool videos on there and the space just looks absolutely awesome like i wish i was not five and a half to six hours away i know man it's a cool spot dude it's a really cool spot well, I love you, bro, and uh, be careful on the river today, and um, we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. All right, brother. Great to, great to talk to you as always. You too, brother. Thank you, James, for joining me. I always love our conversations, and I have no doubt, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind, that you are going to continue adding wins and moving forward. I'm just so excited to see what you've got going on there. So happy that, uh, that you're happy. And I hope that folks come by and uh, check out your facility. It's a beautiful, beautiful space, and I hope you guys check it out. We'd like to also thank Edge Duck Boats, Tahatsu Outboards, Rite Shotguns, Apex Ammunition, and Sitka Gear for supporting Passion of Pursuit and Revelation Outdoors Waterfowl Ministry and the No Limits Podcast. Without the help of these companies, we would not be able to do what we do. So I humbly ask you, our listening audience, to support the companies that support us. We appreciate it. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen. It helps us continue to keep climbing up the rankings. And if you wouldn't mind, please share the the episode of the show with a hunting buddy. We really appreciate that too. Your support is showing because we were just named as one of the top 10 waterfall waterfall podcasts on the interwebs by Feedspot. So, Again, thank you all so much. Keep on listening. Keep on sharing. We love you guys. That's all the time we have. Until next episode, bye-bye, y'all.